0: We
1: choose
0: to go to the moon We choose to go to the moon We choose to go to the moon
1: Welcome to A Good Place to Start. Uh, Zach here with my better half, Christina, and we are joined by Shane and his partner in crime with Katie is with us here as well.
2: Hello, Uh, and River.
1: And we also have River here with us. Um, Three-weeker. We have an an exciting topic today that we'll be um, talking about the very first jobs that we've worked and the value of having those those first shitty jobs in our lives. So, um, Shane, if you want to, uh, jump right into, um, jobs that you worked when you were in the early days.
2: Where do I start? I think, okay. So in high school, before I, my first job was under the table cash, um, with this guy I used to hang out with, his name was Steven, his family owned a farm. Uh, JR. Organics, and my first job was selling organic fruits, vegetables, and flowers, and I had no idea about flowers, any of that. And it's for cash, and, like, you know, we'd go – we would hop in the back of the little cabin of a semi, and, like, we would get smuggled up to L.A. I kind of felt like an illegal. And um, we would leave at, like, 3.30 in the morning. We would get there about 6.00 and then we would, you know, set up the pop-up tents, all the pro- the tables, the fake grass, and you would work all day to like, I think I don't know, around 2 or 3 when the market closed, then you have to break everything down and come back. So it was like a 14-hour day and I made a whopping total of like 50 or 60 bucks. Um
1: how, how know, old are you when you were I doing was
2: I was about 16, 16 to 18 is how long I did that before the military. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I am thankful, you know, to be having that money at that age and stuff. But, you know, cause when you're, when you're a teenager, 60 bucks is like huge. You can get a tank of gas, food, some weed, you know, <laughs> it was like, Oh my God, I'm rich. You felt like Dave Chappelle. I'm rich, bitch. And, um, I really learned a lot from that job, to be honest. I learned how um, how to – I guess that was like my first introduction to sales because in farmer's markets, you got to pull people into your tents to get them to buy your stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. that was like one cool thing I got from it. Um, and then after that, there was this store called Fresh and Easy, and I tried to apply for them, and I had no skills at all, and I couldn't even get a job mm-hmm. at Fresh and Easy. So that's how you know I saw. Um, (laughs) but yeah those were my first first shitty jobs I guess well not the fresh and easy because I didn't even make it Um, but yeah like my first job was you know the farmer's market and I guess I mean it did teach me some stuff and I'm not looking down on people who do farmer's markets and ain't none of that I'm just saying for me it's not what I wanted to do um, but it did teach me a lot. It taught me a lot about, you know, interacting with people, uh, you know, selling, went, uh, just all the transactions that take place in the little business, setting it up, making sure your produce looks good. But I just was like, and then honestly, when I got out of the military, I went back to it and I still hated it because we would go to like Santa Monica Beach and, you know, we'd leave at like 4 a.m., get there at like 7. The market was at 1. And oh, then go wow. from one to five, and I'll never forget. It was the day before Thanksgiving in 2017, and we left the market at like four. I didn't get home till 9:30 at night because of traffic. It was just bumper to tra- bumper traffic the whole way down to Escondido. It sucked.
1: Wow. And
2: uh, I made a hundred dollars that day for an 18-hour day, and I was just like, "This is bullshit." Like, <laughs> you know, just. <laughs>
0: back to that job after the military because i
2: had no money and i had to figure something out i just needed a quick income
0: Mm. and
2: um you know it's like so i'm not hating on it because jobs like that are valuable if you're in a pinch it's just it wasn't for me i saw how hard people were working and how little they got for their efforts and i just realized that you know this is i got to wake up and think outside the box but what about you Mm. zach what was your first uh, job um, experience so well, my, my very call. first
1: um, like me making money from working with, is technically my brother and I would mow lawns when we were younger and we were charging $20 to mow your lawn we would trim everything the front yard the backyard so now looking back at it I'm like damn that's a really good deal
2: <laughs> yeah uh,
1: at least 40 bucks and uh, so we had, I think there was, we probably had four houses that we would do. It was just like on the weekends. And then during the winter, we would shovel driveways um, to to get the snow. And we would make, we could make pretty good money doing that because you can, um, we would spend like a whole day doing that and we'd make like, I don't know, $100. <laughs> and um, so technically that's the very first, um, like job yeah. where I was actually making money. And then my, my very first actual job was working at Walmart, um, unloading trucks.
2: Thanks. <laughs> so how did you start your, uh, lawn cutting gig and your snow shoveling gig? Did you just go knock on people's doors, like door-to-door sales and say, Hey, my name is yeah. Jack Robb with Insights." And-
1: Yeah, so I was doing uh, door-to-door sales long before I got into what I'm doing now.
2: (laughs) Before it was a thing. Um,
1: But no, yeah, we would just knock on the neighbors, because it was just in the neighborhood that we lived in, so. uh, Oh, they
2: knew you.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, it was pretty cool, and we would, uh, we just had the push, we had a push mower, and we would literally just push everything from our house to wherever we were going.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Half a mile up the street so it
1: was a startup. it was a startup company for sure l l c but uh yeah Tina, if you wanna... learn oh yeah, so at Walmart, um That's how you got
3: fired,
1: yeah so I... <laughs>
2: oh, now we know how it ends, let's go well, let's, okay,
1: say. so spoiler alert, I oh, just did <laughs> yeah for, uh, for for those I've of you who know
2: the good
1: <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, no, so I unloaded trucks at Walmart and I worked <laughs> I worked there for like for almost three years, so I worked there for a while. Right. And um and that's that's I only did that one thing the whole time I worked there. So I wasn't I wasn't exactly a go getter
2: <laughs> oh. when, when I
1: worked there, so I ended up kind of, you know, showing up late and not not giving it you know 100 or even 25 percent of my energy (laughs)
2: um
1: so i was definitely that was definitely like the shitty job like experience um for me where you're like wow this is and i think i was yeah i was making right around eight dollars an hour which was pretty good at that time balling um so i was just balling out
2: (laughs) so like you had to unload the tractor trailers like and take it into the warehouse or what
1: yeah so you there's Uh, like the those big semis that you see they have you know thousands of boxes and so there's a whole crew of us that would take those boxes out and like organize them um you put them on pallets you you bring them to the actual like where people are shopping which is called the floor and then we would do some of the stocking um so our shift was always uh, it was technically like an evening shift cause I would start at four in the afternoon and then you're off at like one or two in the morning. Gosh. So, dang. so yeah, I was, I was on the hustle back in those days. Um, but yeah, I remember I did, I well, did get fired from that job. So getting fired really? from Walmart was just so rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
2: bet. I would have been just, I would have gone and had a drink over
1: it. So, um. But yeah, so that's kind of my story with uh, my first job. You want to tell them your story? Yes. Or, or we'll you wanna jump to Katie's, Katie's story. Katie. Go ahead. Go ahead, Katie. She was okay. a go getter.
0: My first job was actually when I was in college. And I worked at this little health food store called Mother Earth if you hear him crunching. He's
2: talking about his first job. Yeah, his
0: first job is a little squish.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Uh, just surviving his sister. But
0: I worked at this, I didn't work very many hours, like less than 20 a week. But they made me do the crummiest jobs in the store. I had to dust all the shelves. I had to check each individual item for the expiration date. And mind you, this is a supplement so there's all kinds of tiny little tinctures <laughs> and bottles and my whole entire shift would just be looking at expiration dates because they didn't have any say to me that I had the capacity to help any customers. I was just kind of like the back person. I would sweep them off the floors. I had to clean the bathrooms. I had to put all the produce deliveries in the cooler and the freezers and I had to do all the jobs that I only worked with two other people at a time. There was an older woman. Well, all, all the women that I worked with were, like, you know, 50s, 60s, and they didn't want to do any of the nitty-gritty stuff. So I always got nominated to do all the work that they didn't want to do, and they felt like I didn't have the knowledge to help any customers. I didn't have the capacity to – um do the jobs that they were doing. And so I was constantly just hating my life when I knew that I had to go into work. And I quit that job to work at Whole Foods because at Mother Earth, I was only making eight twenty-five an hour. And the starting pay at Whole Foods was like $15. And I was like, well, if I can work at this little rink a health food store, I need to just bump up to the corporate world and then I can build into my 401k, and I can climb up the corporate ladder, and I had this vision that I wanted to run the Whole Foods store. And
1: Jeffrey
2: Bezos yep. was going to come He's on gonna his come private jet. And he divorced
0: his wife, he was going to ask me to marry him. That was my plan. Was get plan. some of that $39
2: billion, Ain't that
0: some shit? <laughs>
2: income divorce 39 yeah. billion dollars
0: but in in working at whole foods i even found that um it was really hard for me to do the things that i wanted to do like they had blackout dates where I couldn't fly home for Christmas. I couldn't fly home for Thanksgiving because the store had to be run at all times. And if there weren't people there working, the store couldn't function.
2: I would have flown home anyway and say, hey, Bezos has got enough money. He can yeah. handle it. he show up. He'll do it. He knows what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. So in working in the corporate world where my family had always said, you know, like, that's a really good job to have. You're building into your 401K, mm-hmm. yada, yada, like, I couldn't find anyone to pick up my shifts when I wanted to take a day off and go, you know, on a trip somewhere, just take a day to myself. And I couldn't do half the things that I wanted to do because I was glued to this 9-to-5 job where even the hours weren't that great because I would never know my schedule. I mean, the store was open from 7 in the morning till 10 at night, so my shifts varied from 6 a.m. in the morning, and I could be there until midnight sometimes, cleaning up, doing the after work of shutting down the store. So I never had a set routine. I didn't like having to be in that kind of atmosphere. And so I learned corporate world is not for me either. (laughs) I don't like having a 9 to 5, even though I was making a solid um that amount of money every month, I found that I just really wanted to work for myself and set my own hours and be my own boss because I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do. <laughs> Dang.
2: Yeah. What about you, Christina?
3: Shane, you didn't tell us you married a real life Disney princess. Man, for oh, real. Illustrate
2: like. <laughs> No, it's straight up like an episode of Tangled. How I met. I hit him (laughs) with a
0: frying pan and everything. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And then I got a horse, but then I jumped on it, and all its legs went flat.
3: Oh man, it was an inflatable horse. You're not supposed to do. Oh
2: Oh, my gosh, Christina, you worked for a big conglomerate as well. How was your first corporate experience? Did you love it?
3: Did I appreciate your efforts? they they didn't <laughs> <laughs> um, so my first job was when i I was sixteen um I worked for am I allowed to say that yeah, that was probably the, the funnest job high paid highest paying job <laughs> no <laughs> Wait,
1: what <I> just... <laughs> <Go back.
3: laughs> um no, I worked for del taco del Taco was my first job. Um, I think I just chose it because, I mean, I was 16. What what experience did I have? And it was close to my house. And, oh, yeah, and my brother used to work there. I had forgotten about that. My older brother had worked there when he was in high school. So it was just kind of easy for me to get that job. And um, I was a cashier, and I worked there for two years. Before you got that,
2: hot and bezling
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Luckily, I Um, didn't have any legal repercussions. I didn't have to do time. So that's great. Um, So I worked there for two years. And it wasn't like horrible. Like I said, it was just a job for me. You know, like I needed experience. They, you know, I did the interview and everything went well. Um, Luckily, I didn't have to really deal with the food or anything like that. I was just mostly just handling the money and putting some in my pocket every time I open that cash register. Oh, (laughs) no. Just
2: kidding. You got to do it. They tax
3: you to death. um, But, yeah, just, you know, just simple, like, you know, doing, like, like the cash register, like, you know, handing people out their food, you know, maybe just cleaning up the, um, the dining area, you know, like wiping down tables, and whatnot. But I think, I think what I I learned the most was just, like, the people that were there that had been there for a long time, like, I just felt so bad. Like, I just always felt so bad for them because I knew that there wasn't much room for them to grow. Like, most some of those people were never going to be able to leave that job because they had no, um, you know, like, knowledge of, like, what to do next in their life or, like, Maybe they had like restrictions, you know. Maybe they didn't have any other skills, language barriers. So that really stuck with me working at the job, and the fact that, I mean, who really wants to work at the food <clears throat> at the food industry, you know? Like I, after that job, I have never worked another food job. I was just like, nope, I don't want to work with food ever again. Um, I, I don't know. I just. I just like made it a goal to never work again in like either any food or like restaurant or anything or server. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to do that because yeah, people could be demeaning and condescending because of the job that you're doing. And, um, I just felt really bad. And it just, like I said, it just kind of quickened me. Like, um, this is just temporary. Like you got to go up, you know, you can't, you can't just stay in this job and be comfortable. Like you got to, you know find other skills and and build yourself so that you could do other things um so it was a really good experience in that sense um it wasn't like i said it wasn't like horrible like i'm i'm a pretty good employee like i you know never get a, i show up i do my work you know um i don't i don't really complain you know i don't if people have constructive criticism for me i i never get upset you know i i take it and just acknowledge it um And at the time, like I said, I was in high school, so what the heck did I know, other than the fact that this wasn't going to be, like, forever, you know? Um, And then a good thing, too, is, like, some of of the people, like, friends from school also worked there. So it was kind of – it wasn't bad, you know? I got to work with other, like, teenagers and whatnot. Some of the people were older, um, but I still got along with them. um, And, yeah, I did that. Once I graduated, I I left that job. So, yeah, I was literally – like as I turned sixteen I got that job. Once we graduated I, I left that job. So it was literally exactly almost two years um working there. And uh I don't even remember what I did after that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was my first job. Um I still say Del Taco is better than Taco Bell. Um they make their beans from scratch. This
1: <laughs> time we're getting educated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so, what do you guys think um, looking back at the very first jobs that um, we all worked, um, what are your guys' thoughts on, you know, is it fair that it's so low-paying, like these are low-paying jobs? Is, oh, yeah. like, is there still value?
0: I think that it's very fair that those jobs are so low-paying because it really teaches you the value of, okay, what are you willing to work for? If I were to get paid – $50 right out of the gate and do minimal work I it would just set the world up for so much failure I <laughs> mean
3: like $50 an hour yeah, and, yeah. But, but maybe we would get our food quicker I mean I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think
2: so and they speak English. No, I'm just
3: yeah.
2: kidding yeah. oh man I don't know I mean I've had like that, those are my first jobs but I've had so many shitty jobs like within the military and <laughs> anyone who's ever been there can tell you How many shitty details, like they just stick out? Like, I had to clean my company commander's shower, and I was like, so, like, I was brand new private, and my squad leader's like, hey, you need to clean Captain Horavich's shower. And he's like, and I'm just like, and the thing was filthy too, because like, you know, people would walk by and you could just see it, like, you know, when the lock, it was disgusting. Gross. Females are disgusting. And he's all, well, just think about it like this. He's like, you can touch, you could say you can touch the commander's pubes. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's what my squad leader said. And, like, what else? I mean, or, like, when you have to do, like, a live fire range and you have to do a detail and guard the ammo, you'll be in the middle of nowhere just camping out for a day or two. Um, You have no service, no electronics, but you're doing it in the name of freedom, and that Mm -hmm. makes you feel good. But, like, I think in a way I wouldn't trade wasting all those times because I really got to connect with like a couple, you know, good buddies that I had and learn their experiences and things that shaped them. And like one thing that I'm always thankful for now is like in our business endeavors that we're pursuing is I know what a shitty job is and feels like, and I don't ever want to feel like that again. Um, And I definitely learned the value of, you know, don't waste your time because I'm like I said, I'm thankful for my service, but one thing I guarantee you, everyone on the active duty military branch, whether you're Marines, Army, Air Force, Navy, is you fucking sit most of the time and you do not do shit, not uh, one thing. Monday through Friday, you will sit you'll get up at five thirty, formations at six, work out, go eat breakfast, and then from nine to five o'clock, you just sit in the motor pool most days and don't do a damn thing, not one. Um and after a while you're like, "Dude, I could do so much more with my time," you know, cuz that's the most precious mm-hmm. commodity. but I think it is fair like, you know, to answer your question is everyone has to start somewhere and starting at the bottom isn't a bad thing because like how Katie said, if you, you know, if you get what you want way too early on, you'll mess around and lose it, you won't appreciate it and you won't know mm-hmm. how to handle it. So I mean, I'm very thankful for all the crappy jobs I've had. Is there um
3: this is for both of you guys. Is there any job that you guys have had a good experience or, like, maybe your boss was, like, a good mentor or just treated you very well and you appreciated that? Yeah, any, uh, I
2: don't – I okay, like, my one of my first jobs is I went to go work for my brother's wife's father. He had, like, he did high-end remodeling in people's homes all over San Diego. Mm -hmm. And that was good because I interacted with people who were pretty affluent, and I could pick their brains on what they read. And they would give me their books, and I would just ask them, so, like, how do I get the big house? And one thing I noticed is they didn't have TVs in their homes. They had libraries. Mm -hmm. um And my boss, though, no, he was a degenerate. His name was Royce. He was like a five foot tall old dude with silver long hair, missing his front teeth, who smoked three packs of camel wives a day. And he was making like 80 grand a year, he said. And he was always broke. So, like, within, after we got paid within that next week, he'd come hit me up for money like, hey, Daddy O, you think you could spot me a couple smokes? And uh, he's like, you get me a couple packs, and I need like a bottle of Fireball and some Budweiser. And I was like, sure, because, you know, I have the money, and I was like, but I would charge him, like, $60 for a pack of cigarettes, and he would ask Mm -hmm. me to go rent him rooms because he didn't have a driver's license so he could go do the deed with these hookers. And, I mean, he wasn't treating me well, but he paid me well, because I would charge him egregious amounts, because I knew he got paid a lot more than me, Mm -hmm. so that
3: was cool. Oh, what a nice boss! What a nice boss! Oh, he was—he
2: was horrible. <laughs> he was—he would just show up, and just hammered, and like on Fridays, paydays, we'd work from like seven to eleven because that's when he started shaking and he needed beer. And he would tell us, "Go shut it down, enjoy your weekend." <laughs> it was crazy.
0: At Whole Foods, I had a lot of managers that I still talk to now, and they keep up with me and they ask how I'm doing. And um, I did work with. I will say I did work with a lot of really good people. And one person who really sticks out in particular is one of my supervisors' name was Eric. And he was just a really cool guy. And he was he was always really understanding. Like one day, I always showed up on time for my shift, ready to rumble. Not off.
2: like Zach at yeah, Walmart.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> And I always had such a good attitude because, you know, I would go and I would get my coffee before work. So I'd just be amped up, ready to rumble, seize the day. You know, whatever angry customers were coming my way, I was just going to smile and Making wave. Making lemonade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one day, my alarm just did not go off. I didn't, so didn't, I didn't set, it. set it. I didn't <laughs> set it. And I, did I, woke up, I woke it's up. Not the alarm spot. Just I, up I was already, like, an hour late for work, and it was in the middle of season. And, and in Florida, season is very busy. Like, the time of year when everyone and their mother comes, the store is chaotic. You have to be there super early to have everything ready for the day. Mm-hmm. And I remember rolling in, and you you normally would be written up if you just, like, walked in late like that. But I called the kitchen on my way there, and I was like, hey, um, I just didn't set my alarm, but I'm on my way. (laughs) And when I got there, it just comes up to me fist bumped me and says Jenkins nice of you to show up to work today <laughs> yeah. and I was like my man told you. him I wouldn't have missed it for the world yeah <laughs> and then there were other instances don't like want to
2: let Jeffrey down
0: yeah there were other instances like where my when my brother was diagnosed with cancer I okay. told Eric and he was like whatever you need to do if you need to leave the day like take off as much time as you need we'll work around whatever you have going on and I think being really understanding like that and realizing that people are human as you're working with them is really Mm -hmm. nice because some people are so transactional that they don't understand that life also happens as you work. You know,
2: that's so true because, like, even now where I work, Toshiba, so I'm, you know, River was born a couple weeks ago. The month before, I tell my boss, hey, I'm having a kid. I'm going to be taking a couple days. He goes, what exact days are you taking? I need to know. And I just looked at him. And I said, do you want to go ahead and say that out loud and see if it clicks? And he just looked at me. and said, like, I need to know exactly what days you're taking off. I said, believe it or not, dude, I cannot predict when my kid's going to come out. And he was like, well, when you think about it, you know, make sure you let me know. And I'm just like, God, how do you not get it? Or like when I told them, hey, you know, my, uh, I'm going to be taking bereavement. My grandmother's about to pass. First thing they asked me, okay, well, what days? When is she going to die? And I just look at him like, are you so are you that retarded like how did you make it to director of eight states and that's your leading question um mm-hmm. and it's so funny because it's like you know people get caught up in the transactions of everything they forget that that human element you know people like mm-hmm. one thing i could say i did really well in the military was build teams really effective teams um and it takes a whole lot of work and different personalities and all that but A lot of people, and I think the reason I was better at it than most, is people don't care what you know or how good you are until they understand how much you care. And once people realize that you care about them and you value them and, you you know, that they are an integral part of what you're trying to accomplish, they will perform at such a high level for you. And I feel like that is something that, you know, across America and other countries, too, just we, we have fundamentally gotten that so wrong, how to just really take care of people um, Mm -hmm. to, you know, produce really good results. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What
3: about you, Christina? Um, I think I want to say when I worked property management, um, my, my boss Earl, he was just a really good boss. It kind of like what you were saying, he was just super understanding. Um, you know, anytime you had to go to the doctor, anytime something came up, like, he he would just be like, yeah, just let me know and we can work it out. I think one time, I remember this distinctly. One time, like, um, I had to go do like a walkthrough at a property and it was like my sister's like promotion from like eighth grade or something. And I was talking to him about it. He's like, oh, are you gonna go? And I was like, well, no, because I have a walkthrough scheduled that day. He's like, oh, he's like, no problem. He's like, I'll do it for you. He's like, yeah like I'll just do it for you and you can go ahead and do that and then you know leave at you know leave at noon when you need need to leave and take the rest of the day off just things like that and then um he would close down the office for Christmas time he would close it for 2 weeks and we would get paid for those 2 weeks because he felt that it was important for us to spend our time with our family um That's really cool. Yeah, he was just a really great boss like he would never get upset he wouldn't like he was just like always trying to take care of his employees and um like uh i was there i want to say like 3 4 years like he would give you a bonus every christmas too and like for every year that you spent with him like he would increase your bonus so i sort of like the first year i started working with them i had just got hired in november so I had only been there about a month, and I I got a bonus, and I was like, the heck, I only been here like a month, so he gave me a bonus, and it's just always nice for you know your uh, bosses to just think about you like that, um, and care about you, and like oh he even um he even like had my sisters like help out like when they were on break, he's like hey yeah like we just have some filing in the back like if they want to make some extra money like. I, I know you have sisters, so if they want to come help out, they can, you know, come here and make some money. And, like, if they ever need a job or anything, I'll be willing to, like, let, write them a recommendation. And He's like, I used to do that for my um, my daughter and her friends and stuff. And so what? Uh, so it was just really cool. Um, he would always ask about you. He would um, get you your favorite snacks, you know. Um, like, within within the first, like, week that I started working, he was like, Hey, oh, yeah, like, what kind of snacks do you like? And he would make sure that he'd bring them to the office. Um so yeah just that that was probably the the best uh, experience with the boss. Um I've had other good bosses but not so um I guess not as thoughtful as as Earl was and and now I have this other job and she she seems to have a similar environment going on she just seems to be a little bit um I don't know she's She's a little, has different expectations, but she tries to run it uh, about the same. So that was one of the things that kind of drew me to taking that position because before that I was with obviously a corporate job and you're basically just another person to them. So, so yeah. yeah. What about you, Zach Attack? Pack? Um, me, I'm his best
1: <laughs> Um I'm his best boss. <laughs> <laughs> I would say and the best boss you. I've had. I worked a security job right after um, the Walmart, and that was <laughs> by far the easiest job I've ever had.
2: <laughs> People felt safe around you.
1: And um, what so,
2: was you safe? what were you protecting?
1: Um, so I, I was in charge of patrolling like a really high end um, community. Um, and and they have the patrol cars. Um, so what they do is they buy uh, police vehicles from auctions. So you're driving like a, a patrol car. Dang.
2: And, Did you get um, the radio?
1: Yeah. So you have you have like a laptop in your car. You have like the whole setup. Of really?
2: That. So
1: it was really cool. <laughs> that is. Dumb. And I was I think 19 um, when I was working there. I'm um, playing
2: pop sirens all day. Did you
1: <laughs> Yeah, I would have been
2: honking, pulling people over. <laughs> yeah. High so end. yeah. Them,
1: hey. Yeah. One of the funny stories was I got rear-ended, and I was in the patrol car, and it was a big truck. And if <laughs> those cop cars are made, they're made so like um, for impact like pit that.
2: Maneuvers, yeah.
1: Yeah, so nothing, nothing happened to the patrol vehicle, but his truck was like all messed up because he uh, rear-ended, and I guess the. The bumpers on those cars are like maniac but um the so did you issue
2: him a citation
1: so he he comes out to my uh my driver window and i like roll down the window and he's like oh i'm so sorry officer i was on my phone (laughs) (laughs) uh, so so he's probably like i don't know like a year younger than i am (laughs) Mm. and i'm like listen son (laughs) that's right
2: (laughs) gonna call your mother
1: so it was just that was a really really interesting job but um but it was more kind of like what shane was talking about where it was just so um i felt like i was wasting a lot of my time and my life there like so that was actually the job i worked i think i worked like just under a year and that's actually where i was working right before um yeah i think i i came out to san diego so which is what is so ironic about that job is it was the easiest. you were getting paid to essentially do nothing, like just drive around, and um, honk your horn, so and honk your horn and yell at kids and, and stuff,
2: and watch Netflix, <laughs>
1: and watch Netflix and get oh, home. God. With them. I
2: always love the security guards that are way too serious. Like um, I was dropping off a copier at this high-end uh, commercial building for this bank, and as soon as I pull up, the security guard comes flying up in this Nissan Frontier with the sirens pulls like right up to me and like angles himself off and gets out slams the door He's like you can't be parking here you can't be parking here and i was like (laughs) oh okay he's like i'll call the cops i'll have them here in less than two minutes and i just started laughing in his face and he was like don't don't
1: make me call the real cops
2: (laughs) oh my god it was so funny and i was like i told him i was like i said i bet you these people feel just so safe and secure with you on watch yeah (laughs) i pulled around the back anyway it was just it reminded me of when security guards take their jobs so serious like you give people a little bit of authority and they get they get real hypey with it
1: yeah so so i think it is important like all those shitty jobs um as stepping stones because do you guys feel like do you ever feel like people can skip that phase and just go straight into like a really you know, good corporate career. Um, or, I mean, you or... can look at rich white people. No, I'm just kidding. Um,
2: <laughs> but no, just look at people who, like, whose kids are really well off. They Like Joe Biden's son, you know, boom. Yeah, yeah Kylie Jenner. But, I mean, you can, but like I was saying, you kind of miss all those things you need to learn when you're in those positions. And it definitely <laughs> does not build character,
0: I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah, But even in the career field that I'm in now, you kind of have to go a little bit without getting much reward to really reach the benefits. So it sets you up for really figuring out what you want and realizing that you can work towards someone else's dream or you can work towards your own, and it takes a little bit of sacrifice to figure it out. But eventually you'll get there if you just keep working
1: Thank you for tuning in to A Good Place to Start. This is A Good Place to End. I'm Zach uh, with Christina, Shane, and Katie. uh, Wishing you guys an amazing day. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.
3: We don't see them.